last season on My Black is Transnational. And, and really having these strong ties to these nations that allow you to create a bridge that goes back and forth. And how does this multiple nation, multinational, I should say, connection impact our lives and impact our abilities to interact with those who look like us and those who don't look like us? And how does our cultural preservation um, help us strengthen our cultural identities and our cultural practices? You know, align with, and they don't want to lose their culture. I'm, it's important. Food is I mean, a big part of culture. Take, take, take it another step further. I mean, when we, when we look at research from an anthropological standpoint, yeah. food is actually the last vestige of any culture that's actually shed. Mm-hmm. Usually, people change the way they dress, the way they talk. Um, they lose a language after a while, but food is something that sticks with you. Yeah. you know, that, that that food tells a story of a, of a people, of culture, right? Like when you when you say that, what do you mean? Like they raised you all like you're in Nigeria. What was that like for you? For one, even to this day, when you wake up, I've never said good morning to my parents. It's always in our language, Nigeria. I still have to. We call it the degree, which is like not going straight, but you know, bend of the knee a little bit. Doesn't matter how old I am, I can be 50. I still have to greet my parents that way. My mom would say when we're little, when you walk in this house, you're in Nigeria. I don't want to hear dinner. None of that. <laughs> that even at one point when we were little, we weren't allowed to speak English. If we spoke English, when my mom would, resp- would speak to us in our language, she would start saying, my children are speaking in tongues. We want Africans of the world, you know what I mean? And that's the, that's the model that we push. But the mission is to still bring people back to Nigeria. So um, that'll always be the mission, but we're growing. And that's the future of Discover Goody, giving people the opportunity to travel and experience African culture in all these places. That's the future of Discover I just felt that was the easiest way to bring Africans in the motherland and Africans in the diaspora together. And, and I'll tell you, it's working. I have had people purchase several shirts and go out of the country and inbox me and say and tell me these t-shirts spark so much conversation keep doing what you're doing what do you think is the most common thing that black women face um is it racism is it things um that are byproducts of racism or is it anything else like work socioeconomic status what do you think is a a, a huge stressor just in your own experience yeah You know, I think one of the biggest stressors facing Black women is how, um, you know, we experience high levels of violence just kind of based on our race and our gender. We experience violence from within the Black community, and then we also experience violence outside of the Black community. So that's a major stressor, right? Like when you look at, um, you know, Tatiana Jefferson, who just, you know, got killed in her home just for being a black woman. She just was perceived to be threat a threat uh, for no other reason than she was, you know, playing video games uh, with a family member. And so that's a huge stressor. That's something definitely that's on the consciousness. Um, like, what type of story do you think we can tell? I mean, the sky is living at this point. The interest in Africa in the culture and in the history is now beginning to surge and, and with that comes the opportunity to tell real historical accounts for me I'm a history buff so that's where I start that's where 
question. That's kind of like where I begin if I'm performing something out of play. What is the historical relevance that um, is the basis for the story? And why, how is the story transformed and goes to the place that it goes based on where it comes from? So the whole notion of Sankofa going back in return is kind of how I think um, when we talk about creating an, an inception. But now we have the opportunity to tell some of the stories about the Malian Empire, some of the stories about the old Igbo Empire, some of the stories about these, these historical giants when it comes to military force, when it comes to technological advancements, when it comes to agricultural uh, resources. And this, this is the empires that were coming out of 14th, 15th century Africa. I can speak from my own personal experience too, where it's like, by the time you look up, it's like, oh, mama is not feeling well. What happened? Like, what happened? Like, oh, you know, don't, she's just not feeling well. And then by the time she, anything happened and she passed, they'll say, oh, it was cancer. Oh, you're like, cancer? Like, why, why didn't we know about this? Or, you know, she was, her, her, blood, her blood was not well. Her blood was, she had hypertension. You're like, what? Wait, why didn't you tell me that this was happening so we can engage in some type of preventative practice? But it feels like the elderly never want to share what's going on with them. And sometimes we grow up feeling like, we grow up feeling like our people are just so like immune to, you know, these type of chronic diseases when we're actually, you know, they're actually suffering from it, but they just don't say nothing. See, the thing about it is, is that, um, the media was, was, instead of us getting to know each other, the media was our median. Yes. So the media was telling us what what it is about African-Americans and what you should know about Haitians. Haitians got AIDS, Haitians come from voodoo, and African-Americans, same thing, oh, African-Americans are lazy, African-Americans are dirty. So we allow the media to shape our opinions of each other. You know, we feel it, especially the ones who are connected back home. You know, who I, I call transnationals is that we feel it because our people back home, they're the ones who hit you up on WhatsApp and they're like, bruh, like, I see you're doing well. <laughs> you know, even if they see a couple pictures on Facebook and they're like, bruh, I see you're doing well. Like, you send us some money, you know, we're doing bad here. And that's when you get the picture of the worst back home. And then people here who are you, who you're affiliating with, you know, back in the, in the States, who you're affiliating with, making friends with, are asking you about Africa and they see the worst so you can't tell them about the beauty because the truth of the matter is as you know Ghana is beautiful also i think what a lot of uh, immigrant kids end up feeling you know what i mean like your parents don't want you to be these uh, these people that they call akata mm-hmm. which doesn't really it, it just has a negative connotation Does right it? But, like, oh like that's God. what it is. It just has a very negative connotation. Do Cameroonians you know I mean? use like, the term akata as well? Huh? Do Cameroonians use akata as well? Oh, yes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I did not yes. know that. I thought they had a French word for it. That's crazy. No. Girl. No. So Cameroonian is French, and it's French-speaking. It's also English-speaking. There's a couple of words that, like, borrows um, from teaching English. So akata was one of the words that made it over. Oh, um, <laughs> so... In order to change, in order for black people to lead healthier lives from a biological standpoint, there needs to be better systems in place to help promote better health for black people. We need to debilitate that health system. But also on the other side of the coin, in order for things to improve, 
for black people now in order to reduce the police brutality in order to reduce the racism i don't know if that'll ever be reduced but in order to fight back we need to educate others but we also need to punch them in the mouth punch them people right back in the mouth let them know you about that life we, we cannot we can no longer just sit and talk punch it right back in the mouth you have to understand that in order for things there's some lives that will be lost people are dying as martyrs there are too many martyrs too many martyrs and enough is enough so i encourage you all i implore you all to not take any more bullshit do it for malcolm do it for martin do it for garvey do it for everybody who died looking wishing for the world that we're into today but also wishing that we can be able to achieve that equality that we've been yearning for no don't just stick to what makes people feel comfortable don't just stick to what make people feel okay you have to show them more than you can tell them Stay tuned for season three of My Blackish Chance National, coming soon on wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Bye.